Well, hey, welcome back to another episode of Mosaic's uh, Portable Talks podcast. I am Andrew Karam, and I'm here with Kenny Wallace and David Cottrell. We are the pastoral team at Mosaic Intercultural Church London. And we got to give a shout out to Andrew Cottrell, who is our amazing producer mm-hmm. for this. So uh, this is our fifth episode, not that it really matters. And uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, what is CCD and what is not CCD? Because Christian community development is not just kind of like um, a word that means anything Christians do that's faithful to Jesus. Uh, it means a specific kind of approach and practice. Um, so we're going we're gonna to see if we can have some fun talking about what is CCD and what is not CCD. And... Uh, one good example of something that is usually not CCD that came up in our conversation, but is a wonderful ministry that's very important in the life of the church, uh, and we would call this practice probably under our discipleship and spiritual formation, um, is Sunday school. Sunday school is not usually Christian community development. Why is that, guys? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Sunday school is about developing, um, typically, it's about developing the the community that we have within, whether it's adults or children, it's about teaching them the Bible or teaching them spiritual practices. Um, and so there's a focus on us, whereas CCD is about intentionally building community, like outside, mm-hmm. right? It's outward focus versus inward, inwardly focus. And Part of the the whole process of learning in a Sunday school setting typically is a teacher, mm-hmm. and it's typically one way. There is discussion and there is feedback. The way we try to do it here mm-hmm. is more interactive. But in in CCD, the learning typically comes from doing um, what what. The, so in a Sunday school, it would be the children doing something, and they would learn rather than being told. And CCD typically is learning by um, doing and and participating together, um, so it's right. a little different. So in a typical like so if if we have a Sunday school program, which is actually this is what we do currently right now at Mosaic, where we've got a curriculum, people run a program for it. Um, that's a very different approach to learning and to discipleship than a Christian community development approach, where. Um, when you talk about the kids actually doing it, would that be similar to something like inquiry-based learning? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, Some overlap there. Yeah. 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 I think intentionality, um, intentionality of focus is also important, right? So like if, if the Sunday school classes, the whoever's in the class goes out and is like, let's go get the kids from the neighborhood and mm-hmm. bring them in, Right or let's find out what the the needs are in the the community of these adults and frame our curriculum around that and in, and invite people. Well, that then becomes more community development. <laughs> Christian community development yeah. versus the the programmatic. Like we're gonna de- and we we need that. Like we do need yeah. to be be mm-hmm. fed and and grow. But there's a a difference in in perspective. And and a lot of it is where the power lies in yeah. in develop, Christian community development. The power is given away to the community to decide some of the logistics. When do we meet? Mm-hmm. Um, 
who's in charge, mm -hmm. um, where does it happen, take place, all those things. Whereas when we're doing Sunday school, we make all those decisions ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And then we say, you can be part of this if you come at this time to do this activity at this place. Mm -hmm. And com Christian community development would be very different. It, those decisions would be um, made with the community rather than by yeah, us. So, so there's a lot of factors. Yeah. Thank you. I was thinking about um, what happens if we have a Sunday school program without CCD. So I've got three daughters, and um, if we had a really great Sunday school for my three daughters, um, it like they would just think that 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 the world was designed for them, right? And my kids are actually like, generally speaking, at, up to this point in their lives, you know, they thrive at school and they've got great friends and all that kind of thing. But, um, but CCD, actually, like thinking about CCD activities that they can participate in that connect them with the neighborhood that are not designed for them is really important for their, dis like for their own discipleship, right? Um, and so, so I think about that. Like, what, like if, if my girls grew up without a CCD experience, they would be learning that discipleship is about programs centered on kids who can succeed in ways that they already can succeed. And that would be a problem for me as a dad, right? Mm. Mm -hmm. And one of the principles of CCD is putting the margins at the center. So yeah. those who are without privilege or those who are normally marginalized or on the outside, um, adapting things and making it easy as well mm -hmm. as um, very important to and and so that they can participate in the in everything that takes place and so in a Sunday school program when you have kids that are church kids who know the Bible and know those things they have the answers um, to bring in kids that aren't from that background um, they're at the margins because they're not in the know yeah. so it would be designing something where they would be able to participate and, and participate successfully um, in that. And, and we attempt to do that in our, in our day camp programs, uh, make them very accessible to those uh, children who don't have the backgrounds or have the, um, the privilege. Yeah. yeah, and same with our after-school program, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I, I feel like what happens as well, thinking about like what would it look like if we didn't have CCD involved, mm. is that you get people that are fearful of other Yes. <laughs> right. Or people that don't have experience with anything else. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm um, think like those people who are on the margins don't ever get those experiences that some of our kids would have the benefit of having. And so there's this sense of they're stuck in their box and they don't have vision. Whereas our kids like without it <laughs> can grow up to be these kind of, I mean, dare we say racist, yeah. oh, <laughs> like for sure. individualistic people because it's, it was all about us and all about me. And so I think there's a mutuality that, that happens um, as well coming from, from different perspectives that without having these CCD principles would really put our kids at a disadvantage when we're talking about practical lived theology. Yeah. And a Sunday school program typically is an information-based um, system Whereas CCD would be far more holistic, looking at 
people's physical as well as their spiritual and their emotional needs. So um, looking at the whole person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do musical worship. Can we do that one? Yeah, man, let's go. Yes. Let's go, because oh, I was, yeah. I was, yeah, one of my longings was that our musical worship would actually uh, be a place for CCD, but we're not, we're, we're out, maybe on the road, but we're, we're not there, there yet. We're, not, we're getting yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we're pointed that direction, and, mm-hmm. and we've got some gifted leaders, but yeah, go for it, man. Yeah, well, I mean, so typically in a church worship service, like the worship leader chooses the songs that might connect with the the people in the congregation and like, what do they need right now? Typically it's just, what are my favorite songs? (laughs) (laughs) Or or it's like theologically, what is the thing that we need to communicate, right? Because there's there's a lot of churches where the theological paradigm um, understood in a, I think in a, in an ideas way, right? What are the theological ideas that these songs communicate? And let's make sure that that's the driver. I think you're being way generous, (laughs) but yeah. But yes, that's the way it should be. That's the way it should be. Well, right. except the reason I bring that up as like as a counterpoint, it's not not a counterpoint, but in that it, in like it's it's also flawed in that I think in a lot of ways it privileges a particular kind of theology. Oh, right? Yeah. Where it's like the pastoral staff drives the theological message, um, which is important. We have to do that. We have to teach and whatnot. But but where there's like um, where there's a where where the well, I, I, this is our podcast. I can be, I can be blunt. So, well, so it's like if, um, if the theology is, the, if the ideas that are being communicated are like the main thing, then all the other things like genre, like, um, mm. uh, like cultural context, right? Who's who? Whose songs are these? Right? Those questions don't get asked, and so it erases other kinds of cultural distinctions that God might want to speak through. Sorry. I'm, I'm not trying to steal the and floor and here. typically in most congregations, um, people don't have a real say in what yeah. takes place in mm. the um, musical worship time or other even other parts of worship in in their uh, congregation, um, unless there's a big enough group who's complaining about right a style of music <laughs> right. or um, that. But typically, there isn't an just a way to give input into that, unless you want to complain. Um, so, I think dreaming, dreaming in about like what musical worship could be, and in the vein of CCD, mm-hmm. I, I think about who is around us, right? Like, and who who is coming through the doors, even, mm-hmm. right? So, um. We're planted in a community where people are learning that this building actually has a church in it, right? Like mm-hmm. the building is not the church, but the people, are, the people in this building are actually a, a church. And so, what what would it mean when we have uh, our Cambodian neighbors to hear? Wait, they're singing Cambodian music, right? Like this, there's a confusion. What's going on? And we get mm-hmm. to say Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Like we get to like. Um, I was thinking the other day, I was like, man, so many of our songs are directed to God. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds good, right? But there's a there's a vertical component of like us and God, but that can become so individualistic that we yes. miss the fact that there's mm-hmm. a horizontal, yes. we're together. And so like, what does it mean for us to encourage each other? Like, yeah. hey, we've come this far by That's faith, right? right? Like, yeah. like we, we keep going. Um, yeah. and, and so in engaging with some of those things 
based on who is around us, I think that would be a dream of mine for, to be able to have that in musical worship. One one thing I love is call and response songs because you've oh, yeah. never heard them before. You can sing them the mm-hmm. very first time mm-hmm. you've heard them. And I often wonder about people who come in with no um, exposure to the songs we sing, how well they're able to um, sing along or participate in, in the songs. But we've watched it in day camps when we've introduced oh, lots yeah. of songs and by putting um, actions to them and mm. by repeating them, um, it doesn't take long for people who have no exposure to be able to participate, but it has to be intentional. Um, and yeah, another thing I dream of, so there's two things that, that I would love to see that I'd be like, man, that would be awesome. So one is, um, one is figuring, like, like, the, like what's the word? Um, Helping the, the musical gifts of the community mm-hmm. grow yes. and contribute to um, to the life of the church, right? Because typically, in middle class churches, you know, kids can get private lessons, and then they get to a certain step, and maybe there's if there's no people in the church, there's like a youth band, that kind of thing, right? And then, but you've got to have resources, mm-hmm. and you your parent, you know, there's lots of things that contribute to that, but like for kids who don't have access to that, they still got incredible musical ability. So how, like, wouldn't it be amazing if there were people in, in the church where like they were, they had the skill to like to develop those musical gifts in the, in the community. Right. So that'd be one thing just to see like a music education thing happening. The other is, I just think it's dynamite when what God is doing in a particular place and how he's speaking through the scriptures in that place, uh, turns into the songs of that place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be amazing. I know, I know that there are people in this congregation <laughs> yes. that have skills yes. in composition. Right? That's not this my gift, true. not mine. But what would it, man, to be to be able to have the the songs of our city, mm-hmm. right? The songs of our little neighborhood come together, and then that be the reflection of of our worship. I'm I'm all about that. That's you are. <laughs> Tell us about ethnodoxology for a minute. Man. Can you riff on that for a bit? Yeah. So ethnodoxology is is about um, creating local arts together, right? It's it's how people engage with Creator, engage with God, using the the arts and the local expressions of the people there, right? And so um, that might look like um, it it might look like. Uh, folks that have kind of a hippie background, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like doing drum circles. What would, a, what would it look like to have a drum circle sure. in the garden, right? Mm-hmm. Or um, to, to have, I, I think about our, our, our friend, Pastor Binyam, right? Mm-hmm. Like to, to have that kind of musical expression that comes from Eritrea. And he was, he was like, it's in him and it's in this community. Mm-hmm. Like, can we let that, be birth right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um art like visual art right mm-hmm. so we have some gifted artists in our, our community and so what is it what does it mean for for folks like karina to express herself in pottery not just mm-hmm. in painting mm-hmm. but like in mm-hmm. pottery right or in collage with with tafatsa right yeah. so i think the that expression that God has given us. He's put, I say he's put his fingerprint on mm. every culture, mm. right? And so if we use that expression, 
we use that to be able to, to bless and honor him, but also develop the community around us. That's, that's, that's the doxology. It's kind of like a corrective, unfortunately, of what um, anthropologists and missionaries have, have done in the past where they've come in with their own cultural expression and said, yeah. this is it. This is yeah. the way it's got to be. And, and from our Western um, cultures, dance disappeared, but it was obviously a big part of the Hebrew worship right? and praise. Dance was very important, and it is for most cultures around the world. Mm-hmm. Dance is a way of expressing um, joy, pain, all kinds of things. And and uh, if we're going to truly be intercultural, part of Christian community development is allowing um, what God has placed into cultures to uh, express itself. So, One of my favorite scriptures comes from uh, the second to last chapter of Revelation. And uh, he's describing, John is describing the kingdom, uh, the, the heavenly city. Mm-hmm. And he's like, there's, there's no sun and everything. But then there's this passage where he says the, the kings and the nations are bringing their glories into the city, right? And that word glory is doxa. It's worship, right? They're bringing their cultural worship into the kingdom as tribute to the king, right? Like, and when you think about tri- tribute, like, that's not, you don't get to choose to give a king. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, you have to pay your taxes, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and God requires that back. And so I, I think about, it's like, what is the doxa that we have in this community? Mm-hmm. Like, what is the doxa and mosaic that we're bringing in, in tribute? And I think there's a lot that, that can happen. There's a lot that can be birthed and we need all, everybody's help mm-hmm. in order to make that happen. Well, you want to pray to that end, or should we should we talk practical steps? I don't I don't know. You go ahead and pray. I think it's time to pray. You go ahead and pray. <laughs> I just I just want to give people permission. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yes, let's give people permission yeah. to be able to worship and praise and yeah. and to uh, do the work. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Mm-hmm. So Yahweh, Creator God, we. <laughs> Man, we're we're so excited and about the ways that you have gifted this community, not just Mosaic, but the people in this neighborhood, um, the people in this city. And we we thank you for the requirement <laughs> to bring our gifts to you in worship. We we know that all all of creation is meant to worship you, is designed for that way. And so um, we just, we pray that you would give us, give us freedom. Give us freedom of expression, freedom to live into um, and to dream about ways that our, uh, our, our worship, our, our lives are, yeah, are just living out loud <laughs> can, can honor you in these particular ways that, that line up with uh, Christian community development. We thank you that you are honored and glorified by our intentionality, by our creativity, and by our difference. So Lord, would you spark up in us a holy imagination that allows us to, to build your kingdom in this way? In Jesus' name and by the power of your Holy Spirit, amen. Amen.